You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So let's get started. That's right, folks. You are now listening to the Black Not Democrat podcast. And on today's episode. Who's behind the partisan recall of Governor Gavin Newsom? Anti-vaccine QAnon extremists. Violent white supremacists like the Proud Boys who attacked our nation's capital on January 6th. And the same right-wing Republican politicians who supported Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the election. Of course, paid for by the Republican National Committee. Instead of helping fight the pandemic, national Republicans are coming to fight Californians. Add your name to help stop the Republican recall. It's a power grab. Today's episode, we will be discussing the recall of Gavin Newsom. That's right, folks, out here in California, the left coast, the People's Republic, a blue state, California, will be holding a recall election on September 14th to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, joining me today on this episode of the Black Not Democrat podcast, hosted by me, Drop Squad 52, I will be joined by a man from the the great city of Cincinnati. And he go by the name of the real Ronald Lackey. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Ronald Lackey. Thanks for having me drop. It is a it's an honor. It's a pleasure to do this. Uh, I know some things we see eye to eye on. Most things we probably don't. I'm glad to join you and and be- become part of the podcast and and get get this episode out here and engage with you one-on-one in a little more extensive way direct way okay well tell the listeners of the black not democrat podcast um who you are what's what you're all about you know how you heard of me and you know that whole thing right there about ronald lackey yes so as you spoke on born and raised here in cincinnati uh i listened to the nathan ivy show in the morning shout out to the choppers Shout out to the choppers. Keep it real. Um, Drop is one of the more. What's the word I'm looking for? Renowned callers. And you you, you get the people engaged. You get us engaging and and you, you offer perspective that is not shared amongst the the majority of the chop shop. Sometimes people agree with you every now and then. But for the most part, you're like. The antithesis <laughs> to what normally goes on in the chop shop. So it it can ruffle some feathers sometimes, and I understand it. Uh, being from Cincinnati, being from Ohio, uh, somebody that listens to the Nathan Ivey show, I used his show to let people know that I'm running for the United States Senate. All right. Rob Portman seat. Uh, I don't want to get it confused. I'm not running for the state Senate in Ohio. The state is way too gerrymandered for me to have any type of success in that assembly. Uh, however, Washington, D.C. is a lot different. You're going straight. You're going straight. Oh, Mr. Lackey, it's funny. Yesterday on Twitter, I was talking to this guy 
uh, Israel Cruz, the Senate seat of Toomey out of Pennsylvania. And I'm like, he's never run for office, 45 years old. And I was telling him about you. And I'm like, this is crazy that you guys are trying this. But, hey, anything's possible. Anything's possible. So, um, so, Mr. Lackey, what I'm getting ready to do right now before we get into the California recall, I'm going to play some audio of you from the Nathan Ivey show. Okay, so here we go. And on Wednesday, after I called, the uh, drop came in and he called. And um, it was an, an extensive conversation that y'all had. Uh, but he wanted he asked me directly why I was concerned with the California gubernatorial race and why I was concerned with Jesse Lee Peterson and Larry Elder. Uh, I'll answer his question directly. If, if it's okay for you, Drop, to call and talk about Cincinnati local politics, it should be okay for me to speak on California politics. So it's, you know, if it's not okay for me, then maybe you shouldn't be speaking on Kelly Prather and all the other people here in Cincinnati. Uh, but I do think that we both should be able to speak on both. And the California gubernatorial race is important because it's going to affect the rest of the United States. If California had a, a red governor, it's going to change the landscape of things. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I just don't think it should be Larry Elder. But- All right. Well, Mr. Lackey, do you have anything to add to that before we proceed? <laughs> not really. Uh, you know, it kind of speaks for itself. Yes. Um, yeah. When it, when it comes to Larry Elder, like, like I said, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm, I don't identify with either of the two major parties. So I really don't, I don't have any skin in the game, especially with it being in California. Uh-huh. But I just understand that the way politics works. Right. It's, if one side gets too much power, it can get ugly. And that's just a cause for concern. Okay. But when it comes to who's getting that seat, mm-hmm. that's still important to me, especially when it's somebody who is as dangerous as Larry Elder is, as okay. I've said before. Okay, so um, before I play you this clip of Larry Elder, can you tell me what it is? Because obviously you had to know about Larry Elder before he threw his hat in the race to be the next governor. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I called Larry Elder his show. This was some years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, he was. I called because he was discussing police brutality or what he was calling the myth of police brutality right and he was he was running on the idea and the premise that statistically speaking you're more likely to be struck by lightning than you are being murdered by a police officer right now he was he was miss he was misusing the data the data that he was looking at was everybody in the world (laughs) obviously their chances of being struck by lightning and then he's using that and juxtaposing it with black men in America being killed mm-hmm. by police officers. Okay, and so um, not to interrupt you, but um, was there, because again, he's local out here. I've heard that show many times or those statistics that he used. But my question is, is there, was there anything in his statistical explanation that you felt was correct? Like, say, for instance, the total number of black men unarmed or armed 
police involved shootings because sometimes the two numbers can be combined. So were there any numbers, any statistical explanation that you did agree with? No, because on that one, that was that one was very, very specific. So it, okay. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of numbers involved in it. Okay. All I right. was just trying to explain to him that just because you do, you could be struck by lightning. I'm not worried about being struck by lightning. Okay. We're, we're t- he's talking about something that is supernatural as opposed to a human mm-hmm. being with a badge pulling the trigger of a gun. Okay. Now, one last question on, on Mr. Elder and what you brought up when I asked you about your history or your knowledge of him before him running for president. So do you, um, do you agree that, well, let me put it this way. Can you tell me how many unarmed black men were shot, not killed, just shot by police officers in 2020 or 2019? I cannot, I don't have those numbers in front of me. So what numbers, right. So what numbers, because obviously you disagree, you disagree with Larry Elder's numbers because you said that statistics, because he included being struck by lightning, made the statistics skew into his favor to get his point across. Is that what, was that what you were saying? So no, 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 no. I'm not saying his numbers were wrong. I'm saying okay. that. The conclusion he was drawing based on those numbers was was ignorant and it was it was wrong. Okay. It was wrong of him to just say, Hey, I'm gonna take this number of people being struck by lightning, which mm-hmm. is something supernatural that we don't have control over. We kind of have we we have preventative <laughs> measures we can take. Yes. When it's sun when it's lightning outside, take cover, go in the house. Right. Right. Don't stand out in the open field by yourself. Don't have anything metal, you know. Just certain precautions you can take, and it's it's a lot easier to avoid being struck by lightning than it is to avoid being shot by a police officer. Okay, that so was what I was trying to explain to okay. him, and he wouldn't even let. Me. Once I started saying that, mm-hmm. he hung up on me. He just hung up the phone. Okay, right, of course. I mean, it's his show, and he brought you on for a reason, right? And this is what they do. Well, I'm pretty sure you've called more than just Nathan Ivy and Larry Elder. Okay, because it's just like uh, any caller who calls a show that he knows is opposite of his point of view. That host wants you on his show. Now, you know the reason he wants you on there. So he can prove his point with how you respond to him. Because remember, we're talking about a black that's not a Democrat and the people who call in to question him, hold him accountable or whatever, are usually 99.9% of the time black Democrats. Would you agree? Yes and no. I wouldn't say it's 99%. Yeah, he has people. I mean, there are people of all demographics that call him and not quote-unquote hold him accountable okay the issue is with guys like him and with guys like jesse lee peterson right they'll only keep those people who are who have opposing views from them they'll only keep them on the line if they can't articulate their sentences correctly okay they can't argue their point correctly Mm -hmm. and they just sound dumb and they sound ignorant those are the ones that they give the time of day to but the people that go in there and slice up their arguments and their Mm -hmm. perspectives with logic Mm -hmm. and reasoning and common sense Mm -hmm. 
they go to commercial break. They hang up the phone. <laughs> and to me, that just shows you have no backbone. Okay. All right. I so, don't think a guy with no backbone mm-hmm. who thinks the minimum wage should be zero dollars in an ideal world should be governor of any state in the United States, let alone California. Okay. Okay. Just hold that part about the minimum wage. Now, let's move to Gavin Newsom. Do you know how it was possible to get enough signatures in a blue state to recall this governor? Because I don't know if you know the history. It took two rounds of signatures for them to be approved. Because like I told you, California is run by Democrats. So first round, you know, they're going to pull out and say, oh, well, you didn't get enough signatures. That one's illegal, blah, 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 blah. Like they did Kelly Prather. (laughs) My girl can't fan Kelly. But anyway, so uh, so they did it a second time, and they gathered enough signatures. The last poll they took, it was almost 50-50 split among Democrats. Okay? And so my point is, do you know why Gavin Newsom is being recalled? Yes, he's been a failure. Let's just keep it simple. Okay. All right. He's been a failure. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to play you a Gavin, a pro Gavin Newsom uh, vote no on the recall. Okay. Check this out. Governor Gavin Newsom has California roaring back. What does that mean for you? Newsom is delivering money to your pocket, plus an extra 500 bucks for families with kids. $4 billion straight to small businesses through the nation's largest grant program. Cleaning up our streets and getting 65,000 homeless Californians into housing. And free pre-K for every California child, regardless of income. Governor Newsom is just getting started, and so is our California comeback. Okay, so now you heard that ad. Was there anything in that ad <laughs> that countered the reason why you say he's being recalled? Because I didn't hear none of it in there. The reason why he's being recalled, not one of those items or issues were in this ad. So <laughs> that's pretty typical. It would, to me, it would be typical of him to play it safe. You still got to run something out there. You can't just lay down. But Mr. Lackey, doesn't that sound like a reelect campaign ad as opposed to a vote no on the recall? I mean, you could say that. I think your beef would be with his campaign manager or with him. I'm not here to defend Gavin Newsom. I just want to make let let I just hope we can be on the same page and understanding it. Okay, well that that offers some clarity because I figure if you were against Larry Elder, you would be against the the Republicans who are trying to to recall him, unless you think it's Democrats that's trying to recall him. I thought it was a, a mix <laughs> I thought it was a mixed bag of eggs with that one with who voted to actually get him recalled. I thought there are Democrats that also don't like the guy. Yeah, oh it's quite They're a few. Well, it, it's it's quite a few because again, of California. What let me just ask you off the top. Do you know what percentage black people are in Los Angeles? In LA, I do not. Please educate me. 9%. Do you know the Hispanic population in Los Angeles? I do not. 42%. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay, so when you talk about gathering signatures for a recall, again, it's not going to be that hard to do if you get all these Republicans to sign it and you know most of the, the constituents in California, they ain't paying attention, let alone signing anything. So, so again, okay, so you heard, let me play you one more ad. This is from Washington, D.C., in defense of the recall of Gavin Newsom. And you, I'm pretty sure you're going to recognize this person's voice. Here's the deal with the recall of Gavin Newsom. We've seen Trump Republicans across the country attacking election results and the right to vote. Now they're coming to grab power in California, abusing the recall process and costing taxpayers millions. Here's how we stop them. Every Californian will get a mail-in ballot for the September 14th election. Vote no to protect California and our democracy. Stop the Republican recall. Okay, now, now you heard both ads. Okay, there's more out there, but the election is on September 14th, and I'm, you know, the closer you get to the date, more ads will come out. But do you think those two ads are going to help the Democrats with turnout to stop the evil black not Democrat Larry Elder? Because remember, only nine percent black people they can't. Play the race card out here. Not at all. So, and I think it's where they both, where they're both coming from, where Gavin Newsom is obviously coming from a spot where he wants to protect his position, protect his job. Right. Whether or not he deserves it is up to the people of California. Okay. He th- obviously thinks he does. So he's going to fight for his job with Elizabeth Warren. Her concern is we've already seen the process of gerrymandering take over a lot of states. A lot of the, States that have been gerrymandered, they're now red states. They're controlled on all levels, and that's where they gain control of mm-hmm. the legislature. Right. They can make all the rules, yep. and then they can go ahead and pass that on down to the local governments, let them get away with certain things. But now what Elizabeth Warren is trying to caution against is people being able to see power from the governor now. Because if you can just take that governor's power and just get him out of there and put somebody in that says the things that you like to hear, <laughs> then that's when then that's when they're that we're it just gets way more dangerous at that point. Okay, well, okay, now I just want to put this out there. I'm pretty sure you know it. Two of the most popular governors of California were Republican, white males from the entertainment industry do you know who those two men are you talking schwarzenegger and you talking reagan yes what political party were they republicans so this is why the democrats are running these type of ads because they can't go after the black man okay larry elder is legit because he has name recognition He has people, he has millions of listeners on the radio. He has the ability to raise money. So you can forget about Caitlyn Jenner. And because it's California, they haven't, they, it's going to be hard for them to attack Larry Elder unless the Democrats pull the same thing that they did to Nina Turner. And I'm sure you're aware of what happened to her. 
Yes, I spoke on it. I, I brought it up. I brought up how because she decided not to support Hillary Clinton in the state of Ohio, mm. and she backed Bernie Sanders, <laughs> and then Donald Trump ended up winning Ohio. He ended mm. up losing the popular vote, but he had enough electoral votes to win the 2016 election. Mm. So now when when Marcia Judge is, is called to be a part of Joe Biden's uh, cabinet and that seat opens up, now you got two people trying to get it, two people going after it. And even though Nina Turner raised almost triple the amount of money she did, mm-hmm. Chantel Brown got the seat. She was the one that was loyal. So Jim Clyburn can come up from South Carolina and help her get that seat. The CBC? They, do. They, they pick their favorites. They pick and choose their favorites. And this is why I'm not running as a Democrat. Because okay. not only do, not, they're not the only ones that do it. The Republicans do it as well. But <laughs> I can't I can't sit here and try to. It's, that ain't who I am. I'm not about to sit here and, and try to get in a popularity contest and right. and and say hopefully they pick me. Hopefully I'm hopefully I'm allowed. Hopefully Massa let me run. I ain't going for it. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Massa, let me play you real quick because we only got two more two more uh, clips to go, and they're happy. They both happen to be of Larry Elder. I mean, this is the Black Not Democrat show, Mister Lackey. So. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm going to play them last. Okay. Now, here's Larry Elder explaining what he'll do if he happens to beat Gavin Newsom and the other people that are running. Larry Elder, I've always doubted if if I had this doubt that California. Oh, that's John Hannity. To get to question two right now, you have a significant lead in the polls. My question is this. Do these polls hold... And if so, why? Well, Sean, there's a reason that 45,000 people have contributed to my candidacy. We're going to have the actual fundraising numbers later on uh, put out. But 2.2 million people signed a petition to have this man recalled. We're talking about 25% of them, at least independents and Democrats, who just voted for him two years earlier. So it's awfully hard to characterize this as some sort of Republican takeover. And 53% of people say that they don't want Gavin Newsom to have a, a second term. Uh, and, it, and it's because of the crime, because of the rising homelessness, because of the outrageous way he shut down this state in the more, most draconian way than any of the other 50 states, while sitting up there at that French laundry restaurant with the very people that drafted the mandates, not wearing masks, not socially distancing, but telling everybody else to do just that. And then you have the outrageous cost of living, the average price of a home in California because of the environmental extremists that he doesn't want to stand down, costs 150% more than the average price of a home uh, in, in the United States. You add it all up, this guy has got to go. And- okay, Mr. Lackey. Now, you notice, now obviously that's straight from the mouth of a candidate. It's not a campaign ad, even though he appeared on Fox News on the Hannity show. Um, what do you think about what he's saying? Because I already know how you feel about him as a radio host. But now you just heard what he would do if he was a, yeah, well, a governor. So we actually didn't hear what he would do. He just gave a soliloquy. And it was also a campaign ad. Let's be real. He's on Fox News. He's on Sean Hannity. It's a campaign ad. Well, that's true. He did mention fundraising. Yeah, let's call it what it is. Okay. But. The only thing that he said is that he had people that donated to his campaign and then he talked about how bad Gavin Newsom was. He didn't say anything that he would do about crime. He didn't say anything that he would do about the rising homelessness. He didn't say how he would handle 
COVID and reduce the spread. He did not say what he would do with environmental extremists. The environmental extremists, you got a state that is literally on fire sometimes. How do you have environment? How do you call people who are trying to take care of that and keep California from burning and floating away? How do you call them environmental extremists? California is expensive because it's California. Okay, I mean, I, Mr. Lackey. But we didn't hear hey, anything sir. about how he's going to govern. So I'm not convinced on what he's planning on doing. So okay. to me, even though it's a campaign ad for him, mm-hmm. all he did was go in there and talk about how bad Gavin is. I need you to tell me what the hell makes you the person that's qualified. Okay, and well, that 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 clip is out there. I just don't. I just didn't have it for this episode. But um, last thing before we get out of here and I appreciate your time on the black not Democrat podcast hosted by me drop squad 52 with my guest, the real Ronald lackey. You can find him on Twitter, but we'll get to that later, but let's go back to what something you mentioned earlier about Larry elder thinks the minimum wage should be zero. That's basically you're saying people should be slaves or did I misunderstand you? No. So, and and we'll we'll let him explain it, and it'll probably sound exactly like what I'm about to say. Okay, I got the clip. He's not here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's waiting. not saying. Yeah, he's not saying that he's going to make the minimum wage zero dollars. What he's saying is, in an ideal world, you wouldn't be able to have them. There's no minimum wage because he wants to say that teenagers now have to compete with grown adults for certain jobs, which would basically say his argument is, hey. If the minimum wage is $13, kids should be able to go and try to work for $9 or $8. So now they'll get hired. It's the dumbest thing in the world. And it does not make sense. Just We just know that he's not on the side of fighting to increase the minimum wage. So instead of saying he doesn't want to increase it, he says things like, I'm not going to change it. Or he says the things that he normally says where he says the ideal minimum wage was $0. Okay, because that's what all the, the headlines were. Because, because again, like I said, Larry Elder is getting some national shine, and uh, that was the headline. Larry Elder believes in zero minimum wage, but I'm going to play his explanation of that that particular. Because I think he was being interviewed or something like that, and uh, this is his explanation. At one time, prominent liberals did not deny economics 101 that the minimum wage law destroys jobs for the very people that the left claims to care about, unskilled workers, many of whom are black and brown and female. One such prominent left-wing voice, Jonathan Gruber, the architect of Romney Care and one of the co-architects of Obamacare. The MIT economist gave a lecture at MIT in which he said, quote, let's say the government rolled in and set a minimum wage. Workers want to supply more hours than firms want to hire. You end up with excess supply. We call that excess supply unemployment. And as to whether the minimum wage induces employers to automate, here's what economist Gruber said. We have a downward sloping demand curve. And why is it downward sloping? Because the higher the minimum wage, the fewer workers the firm wants to hire. It would rather use machines instead okay now that's his explanation that's the economic explanation so again when i saw the headlines that larry elder zero i already knew what it was about so do you still think because i don't know if you've heard that before do you still think that larry elder wants people to work for slave 
wages? Yes and no. He hasn't he hasn't come he's not he hasn't been clear on it. But if I just try to draw conclusions based on all the things he says, mm-hmm. which is a lot of empty rhetoric at times and small little here's my here's my link to that that what <laughs> I just said is it's it's factual and true. It just doesn't make sense how he tries to draw certain conclusions. Okay. But he hasn't clearly come out and said what he thinks the minimum wage should be other than when he said zero dollars. So I'm not convinced that he would be willing to increase it. And I'm not convinced that he's happy with where it is if he's came out and said the ideal minimum wage is zero dollars, regardless of why, regardless of whatever theory it is that he has. I just I'm I need more details. OK, so just telling me how bad Gavin is. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you were suited to govern. OK, well, like I said earlier, the election is about 30 days away. Today is the 15th. The election is on September the 14th. And. The fact that Larry Elder is ahead tells me that the man has a chance. It's going to be a hell of a task in out here in California for him to to pull this off. But it could be done. So, the real Ronald Lackey, before I go, you got any shout-outs or anything like that because it was great having you on the Black Not Democrat podcast. So, anything, your closing remarks, sir. Uh, first, I want to thank you for having me on. Uh, shout out the city of Cincinnati. Shout out the state of Ohio, uh, putting us on the map, running for Senate to take Rob Portman's seat. I am not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm somebody that has common sense, and I use common sense. Uh, my platform is available on Twitter. You can go and look it up. My main policies, my main platform says we need to end poverty and we need to improve mental health. We do those two things. We can fix this country. As opposed to just having a lot of empty rhetoric. I'm not an empty rhetoric candidate. I'm not going to try to talk my way by speaking directly to people's feelings. I'm talking about strictly policy. I'm a policy candidate, not a rhetoric candidate. Keep it real. Outstanding. Outstanding, Mr. Lackey. And again, it was great having you. And before I go, I got one thing to say. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Stay woke, desperate Democrats. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Black Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. See you tomorrow, folks.